So we're calling this arc Underwasser. We are? Yes. Because that is the, that is what you called the file after it, it is. me quoting Leon, who prompted us to do an underwater thing. Uh, with Shout out, thanks. Th- thanks, Leon. We're totally butchering it. I, I looked at the <laughs> I looked at the message he sent me, and it was like, do an underwater thing like Rapture in Bioshock. And it's, there are children in Bioshock, so we're not totally... Just patience with yeah, us. Patience. We're getting there. We're getting there. Things will go, will turn south. But he said, Untavasa. You um, interpreted that as underwasser. And um, well, also, I didn't know Leon had asked us to do an underwater thing when I started this project. And that's the other miracle about it is that you just happen to have the same thought. Yes. Um, so, but now to me, it's canon. Yes. This underwater world is called Underwasser. So, hey, listeners, welcome back to Story Jazz. These are your hosts, Softy and Sam. Let's head back into the world of Underwasser. It is night now in New Fishton, or what was the name of the place? New Fishton. New Fishton? Wow. I was like, that can't be it. <laughs> <laughs> That's so bad. It cannot possibly be it. But actually, but it is. the badness of the name proves that it is a name we came up with. It is night now, and Squishy and Herman the Merman are asleep, and the underwater city of New Fishton is illuminated by big bioluminescent creatures. Yes, I was, for some reason, I was just thinking about what is, what is the sleeping arrangement between Squishy and, and Herman the Merman. Maybe Herman the Merman sleeps in the tub mm-hmm. and Squishy in a, in a bed of seaweed, much like the stroller that she was first yeah, found it's, in. It's modeled exactly after the stroller. Okay. Imagine tentacles. Oh, I always do. Now imagine fins on the ends of the tentacles. Seems redundant, but okay. Now imagine tentacles on the ends of each fin. Mm. And imagine that with such recursion that there is no true shape to these bioluminescent creatures. Almost eldritch in nature. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> a truly a, a mass of swirling tentacles feeding into fins, splitting off into more tentacles, such that it looks like a tangella moving through the ocean. The tentafractal. A tentafractal. And in fact, that is what they're called. And they illuminate the ocean floor like the moon does on the surface. On one of those full moon nights the werewolves always warn you about. When you do move through the slipstream streets of New Fishton and you pass by the tentafractal tentacles, um, their little suckers light up in different colors as you pass by, reacting to your presence. And you can see from a top-down view now a single mer-person, hooded, cloaked, stumbling through the streets. Swimming, right? Swumbling. Swumbling through the slipstreams, a little accustomed to it, a little tired. And they swim and slither from slipstream to slipstream until they arrive at the shell that is the home of Herman the Merman and his daughter Squishy. And they slither up, poke their face through the water. As she pokes her face through the water, we see it's the mother of Aper and Quendo. What was her name? We gave her we gave her a throwaway name, just like uh, at the s- end of the last. S- uh, like Snurf something? Snurk, Snack, Snack, Sweats. Let's give her a name. Wait, she's we, gonna, we, we didn't give her a name last time. Okay. She needs a name at this point. Uh, we're going to do the same thing as we did with Aper and Quendo. We're okay. both going to come up with a name, and either we're going to combine so we're, them. We both do one syllable? Yes. Ready? No. Count me down. Three, two, one. Lay. Ring. Lay. Lay ring. Loring. 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 Or ring low. Ringley. <laughs> Wrigley. Reling. Reling. Or Rayling. 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 I like Raylene. Or Raylene. Raylene. Let's do it. Raylene. Okay, Raylene. We're in. We're in. Okay, Raylene pokes her head through the water and sees the sleeping pink child. Wow, that is holy pink. Fucking shit, that is pink. 
I don't remember her voice. Pinker than me, pinker than the boys. Ah, she has a, she has a lisp, so <laughs> you can the thing with her immediately, and it subverts the idea that all snake-like characters go. S- <laughs> and she doesn't want to. Our most subversive character, yeah, <laughs> a <laughs> really. snake that cannot say snake. Iconic. She doesn't want to wake the child, so she slithers up into the home. It's no lock or anything. Um, and over to Herman the Merman, who was sleeping in the bathtub. Coral bathtub. Steel. Steel. It's just a normal bathtub. It's a regular. That fell down to the bottom of the ocean and got like drunk. Like a 50s bathtub. With yeah, like, with the clawed feet. Clawed feet, exactly. And she pokes him in, in the face <laughs> with one hand. With, a, with one hand, which, by the way, Three thumbs and one finger. It's a standard in this world. Remember that? Yeah, I didn't forget. I'm sensing that you have a you have a direction you're taking this scene. Shall I take Herman? Sure. What the fuck does Herman sound like? He's just a He's really oh, hasty. Hasty. Oh uh, yes, I'm a I'm a father of one. Um yes. So she pokes him in the face with her single digit. Yes, Bob, I'm working, I'm working, I'm, I'm oh. Oh my goodness. Hello. A burglar. No, no. I'm not a burglar. I'm a co-worker, actually. That's the closest. I know you. I've seen you. I, were you one of the people I bowled over? The, no, that was a lobster woman. Yes, sure. Let's, let's make that canon. That makes okay, it yes, more... Yes, yes, yes. Uh, I remember now. It wasn't a lobster woman. It was you I bowled over in the elevator. It was a lobster woman and me, yes. I'm so sorry. I, I didn't realize it was such a personal affront. Should I be worried? Are you coming here to my house to kill me for it? <laughs> <laughs> yes, prepare to die. No, sir, I don't mean I don't to have six fingers on one hand. Sorry. Intrude. I don't mean to intrude, but I need to speak business with you. Business. And we zoom out a little bit and we see that Herman the Merman is still lying face up at the bottom of a tub, looking up at this snake woman. Speaking speaking through the water. Speaking through the water. Oh yeah, she must be actually speaking (laughs) right now, right? Because she's not using the bomb. I think the amphibious... Oh, she is amphibious. She may have a better capability of speaking out of water. Okay, so uh, business, yes. Business. Can yes. we take this? And this is it's relatively late. Um, can we can we take care of this business tomorrow at, at the work? If this is, is this work related? Unfortunately, we can't. We have to get going now. I hope this isn't related to my to my management position. I, I promise I would take time to consider it. Tell tell Bob the Bob the Bobfish the Blobfish that I'm really taking. <laughs> that name is so ridiculous. <laughs> it happens. That I'm, I'm I'm taking the weekend to think about it. I promise. I, I, you can report back to him that I've I've already it's, thought it's quite all right. No, it this has nothing to do with. The management position. <laughs> um, I came to you, Mr. The Merman, because I heard <laughs> that you are New Fishton's greatest treasure hunter. I, I wouldn't say. I mean, I wouldn't. I mean, I've been called that. And he looks up through the tub at the wall of awards that says New Fishton's greatest fish uh, <laughs> treasure hunter. And he's got 17 awards over his 17-year career. I wouldn't call myself that, but... No, you wouldn't. Heroes tend to be humble. Yes, I suppose that's my character. <laughs> <laughs> she nods toward the... Um, the clumsy himbo dad. <laughs> treasure hunter. And he mutters this as he follows Raylene out into the open water. He hesitates for a second, glancing back at his daughter, all swaddled up in her... Seaweed um, diaper. Her seaweed diaper and her makeshift crib. Full human-sized crib. And he sighs. And he says, I'll only be a second, honey. Sweet dreams. And he steps into the water after Raylene. So that's my pitch for the opening scene. Roughly. That she tries to... I hate it. Let's redo it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, where do you want to go from here? I want to do a flashback. Now that you've set up, I want Raylene to tell a story and that to be the flashback. Okay. Raylene and Herman the Merman step or swim or slither their way out from under the clamshell onto a nearby bench. One of those swinging benches that you see on the patios of old rich white people. Except for it's underwater and it's actually just a rusty swing set. And they sit next to one another and... Herman looks tired in his pajamas with his bursting seaweed chest hair. Um, it's always bursting all over the place. It's always bursting. He wipes some out of Raylene's face. Sorry for my bursting <laughs> burstness. And Raylene sort of uh, smiles and, and nods and 
collects herself. She clearly has something very important to say, something that Herman can tell is important, but can't parse it. So he just waits patiently. Oh, you want me to come up with the story? Or just start it. Okay. New Fishton is just one of many stops I've taken on a... This is about your children. I'm so sorry for asking your children if they wanted to see no. my daughter. Oh, I yes. should have asked your permission first. I should have... I um, was actually glad that our children met because I wanted to get to know you and ask if you could help with, with a treasure hunt that I am trying to organize. You, you know... If we're coworkers, you know that we work at the Institute and you can submit a request like everybody else yes. at the Institute and it's, yeah. it goes through all the official channels and then it, uh, it gets funding, public funding, and we can observe it scientifically as well as you getting what you need. There's, there's a whole system for this. Yes, I know, but I, I can't afford this plan to pass through the hands of our mutual employer, Mr. Bob, Blob, Slob, Glob, and so forth, I Herman looks back and forth as if uh, some goons might pop out from anywhere and strangle him at the... Some invisible octopi. <laughs> at the merest uh, critique of Bob the Bob, the Blobfish, the Blobfish. But when nothing does, he looks back at her, getting he a little nervously closer. He puts one of his many thumbs to his lips, like maybe not talk about Bob openly out here. Um, it's a delicate matter, and... The reason I come to you with this is, well, it's it's really just because you are you have such a great reputation. I don't know if I I have such a great reputation. I mean, I'm just a, I'm just a normal dad, Please. just doing it's, what's it's right. It's enough my- with the humility. I I need someone fast, and I have heard that nobody is faster than you at extracting treasure. You make it sound so sinister. I I'm really just a I exercise regularly and I go to the gym and I. I eat my nutrients, and I'm in a hurry to get home to my family. I'm a, I'm a well, family gosh, man. Herman the Merman, I'm trying to be mysterious about it. <laughs> but yes, I, I just thought that maybe you and maybe you would come along with me on a search for an item that... Oh, you want to come along? Yes, of course. Well, usually the normal operating procedure yes, is I have a, ha- I have a handler, have but otherwise... Mr. Herman. Now I'm developing a lisp as well. I'm so sorry. I know, it's contagious. Mr. The Merman, I've been saving up for years for this. I've been telling my sons that we can't afford things that we could have afforded because it's more important for us to bundle up our money to get this one thing. So this is, you want this off the books. This is not to be... I need this thing to secure my future. And you, with the bundle that I will give you and secure your future and your daughter's future. I'm, he looks down as if there's money in front of him and, and wants to back away from it. I, I don't, what is it that you want me to find? <laughs> I, I can offer you 17,000 sand dollars. Um, what is it that you, you realize that sandals are living creatures and they're not currency in this world? This, these are actual. You've you should return them to their homes. <laughs> no, they're dead. People use dead carcasses of sand dollars as currency. Um, no, that's too dark. No, there's actually a a civilization of sand dollar people who who create the coins and it's their craft. I see. And they're based on. They're so they have images of sand dollars on them, but exactly. they're not exactly. They're very well I'm so sorry. I didn't realize that. I didn't understand the currency in this world, even though I've been working in this business for 17 years. I, I know. We, we fluctuate back and forth between playing characters and being world-building storytellers. So it's to be expected. So just all, all of the money and, and everything else in the, in, the, in the cryptic nature of your conversation aside, what, what, what is it that you want me to find? What is it that you need? I can tell by your face that you're still coming up with that. <laughs> I... I'm searching for an item. Yes. That will <laughs> that will allow me to do a thing <laughs> that will change my life forever. Great. You want to join American Idol? I, I don't it understand this. It will allow this. me to live on land. I don't understand. I come from a long lineage of snuffibians. 
snake people, amphibians, and, you know, some other aquatic creatures have added their genetics to my family. And I believe that we are meant to live on land. And please don't laugh at me. I know there are entire cults based on the idea that dry land is like some sort of afterlife or that there are some sort of civilizations living up there. Um, we all know that it's an arid, dead place of sand upon sand upon sand, right? Herman looks nervously back at Squishy, even though we can't see her in a clamshell behind him. Well, I believe there's more to land than just sand. Don't you agree, Mr. the Merman? What kind of object do you need me to find? Still coming up with that. <laughs> no, 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 I don't mean specifically. I mean, why is this object going to help you? Why do you need me? Herman has turned deadly serious. Now this has become more than just a treasure hunt, but a, but a hunt for the truth. The truth that he's felt he's perhaps kept hidden. Maybe you should keep your money, says Herman. Maybe you should just go to the surface. Just go. I mean, you, you just a second ago, you were in air. You've seen the bubble in which I live. If you're not afraid, just go to the surface. Just go and see. Don't waste your money on a treasure hunter looking for a tool or for a secret. Just go. The object in question is fabled. To return those of us who come from amphibian blood to their original land-walking shape. Or rather, to, to continue to complete our metamorphosis that has been inhibited by prolonged... What was that word again? That has been inhibited? Metamorphosis? Metamorphosis. Our metamorphosis that has been <laughs> inhibited by our prolonged stay underwater. But me and my boys, I'm sure that we could become landwalkers and make a better life out there. Because the life we have been offered down here, it certainly isn't enough to live with dignity. The item in question, I don't know what it is exactly, but it's supposed to be an ancient piece of technology, and people call it the metamorpher. <laughs> the transmogrifier. The transmogrifier. Isn't that thing from Calvin Hobbes? That's the transmogrifier. That's the transmogrifier. It's a box that they write on. Yeah. Turn let's, themselves into Let's call it the transmogrifier. That's kind sure. of Sure. That's a nod to Calvin and Hobbes. I don't know exactly what it looks like. It's supposed to be a huge box. You go in one side, come out the other, and you step onto land, a new person, ready to make a new claim on life, to start over with a few sand dollars in your pocket, and you build something new. That's my dream. Miss Praline, was that your name? I don't yes, remember my, you told my me. last name is Slitherson. Slitherson? Slitherson. Slitherson. No, slit, Slither. You know what I'm trying to say. I can't tell which of which of those are ths and s's because this both, is the name. Both of them are. Are t. S. Sounds. Sounds. Wait. So, I'm just gonna say all the variants of the name, and you just stop me when I'm right. Slitherson. 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 <laughs> Good enough. Slitherson. She says, she says, and gets up to her full snaky length. <laughs> She's a long, long woman. I know exactly what you're thinking. Long woman. She's a long woman. Boy, just remind me later to address you to, uh, to, a, to a captain that I know. <laughs> <laughs> long man. You guys might, you seem like you fit together. Anyway, I, 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 I understand what you want for your life, for your children. I, I understand says Herman, that you want change. But why come to me? For, for, a, for a legendary object, a, a mythological object, when there are concrete ways of uh, finding your way into life, if you need a support, we can find you support in New Fishton. There's a, a robust a welfare system in the, in the city. If you need education, if you need uh, a food, if you need a, a way to get back on your feet, we, we can find that. But she gets more and more tired as he says these things. 
what is it about land and, and what is it about a piece of treasure that, that solves all your problems? I've, I've hunted for treasure my whole life and I've never found a piece of treasure as mythological, as magnificent, and as, as tremendous as the lust that the hunter who sought it had. It never measured up. You saw the, you saw the, the awards, the, the congratulations, the, the town keys on my wall for all of my achievements. She scoffs at this. Never have they measured to the seeker's desire for them. What you're looking for isn't going to be at the end of this object, even if I could find it. I have to try, she says. That welfare, those support systems that you speak of, they've been enough to survive. But I have two sons to raise. I have a job, demanding job. I don't get paid nearly enough for. And those sand dollars that they save on my paycheck, you know what certain blob-shaped folks are investing those in, right? They're investing those in the same search for treasure. What do you think they're after, if not the transmogrifier? If not a way to expand their stranglehold on the world? I'm just, just trying to get there before them. I'm just trying to get to land while I still have a chance of building a better life there. While I still have a chance to stake a claim. Herman the Merman thinks back to the Nokia brick phone he just brought back to Bob the Bob, the Bobfish, the Blobfish. Flop, snob, flop, snishfish. Snish. <laughs> and he thinks back to it, and he thinks back to Zach B. And the reaction that Bob, Bob, the <laughs> Blobfish, the Blobfish had. It doesn't seem impossible that Bob would have such ambitions, but it still seems outside of his pay grade. But he looks over at Raylene and he can see her desperation. And if anything motivated him to become a treasure hunter more than the ability to sustain himself and to take care of his daughter and to, to live a comfortable life, it, it was the thought of giving someone something they'd always dreamed of, of finding it, and seeing the look on their face as you brought it home, like, like an old woman who you brought back their lost dog to, or dogfish, sorry. <laughs> Catfish. Catfish. Dog, dogfish. Dogfish also fish. Yeah. That's yeah, like a shark, right? Pupfish. That's an actual fish, too. Is it tiger shark, a catfish? No. Tiger shark's an actual shark. <laughs> <laughs> he looks back up at Raylene and he, in her eyes, he sees the faces of Apper and Quendo, the, the two kids we just fed for dinner. Raylene just waits patiently, watching him, seeing the little tick of his brain slowly move towards acquiescence. She knows it just needs a little nudge, and he'll accept. Listen, do this for me, and I won't tell your boss what your daughter really is. The empathy the compassion, the love of the hunt that Herman had on his face all vanishes. <laughs> For our listeners, uh, Sam just looked at me and mouthed shit to himself. <laughs> and a look of horror replaces it as he slowly looks up. And the face of desperation he saw on Raylene's face is now replaced of one that'll do anything for her children, even at the cost of another's. And Herman gulps. Raylene hears the tick of the hand in Herman's head, and she knows that he's accepted. And without Herman saying a single word, she turns around Beautiful. and slithers home. I don't actually mind that. You said shit, but like, it changes yeah, everything. It cha it's cool that he is doing it reluctantly, right? Or that there's there's a different tension between them now. And also you see like Raylene's begging become power. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So I have a cute scene idea here that could work. Um, You want to bring us into another scene? Sure. Cue music. 
and our camera slips into a slipstream and whooshes through the streets of New Fishton. It's morning. The light shines through waves and flickers down to the street below, refracting off of all of the buildings. We have, we have one of those nice, like, um, sped up sort of, the moon goes down, the sun rises, and people come out into the slipstreams and shoot all over the place, and the, the sand... Little boys on their water bicycles tossing newspapers <laughs> from door to door. Those bicycles that they have in, like, Spongebob with little paddles <laughs> on the bottom. <laughs> the camera rounds a bend and climbs up high into the tower of Blobfish Incorporated, mm -hmm. slowing down at the top and then flowing gently. Maybe it just says Blobfish Ink, Blobfish Ink. ink. <laughs> <laughs> the camera slows down at the top floor and then pushes through into that door that Zacoby came out last time we were here and enters his, his gloomy laboratory. laboratory. We pan past fascinating artifacts. Hands in jars of air. <laughs> Just lying there, like squished into the corner. Um, there's a... There's a brain in one. There's a brain... Uh, there's a... <laughs> there's an air jar with a Game Boy in it with Pokemon Crystal. Still running. Still running. There's a shiny ghastly out. Ooh. Ooh. It's one of those uh, translucent Game Boys. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, shiny ghastly fighting a Dragonite and... We push past these artifacts to a lonely Zachby having breakfast at his laboratory desk table and staring at the Nokia 3310W edition suspended in a complex series of pincers and a soldering array by his, uh, <laughs> you said lonely, but it's suspended by his friend who's like a crab. Who's very quiet and very still. Holding the phone. As Zacoby watches it, mesmerized. Eating a salad very slowly with a spork. And over and over again, we see a little three pixel wide black stripe on the screen move from the center toward the right, hit the wall, and disintegrate before it reappears. Is he playing snake? Moves to the right. And this happens over and over. Is he playing snake? There's just this mysterious... Image I'm asking repeating you, over Sam, and over. If he's he's like, not playing. He's watching without controlling everything. Anything. The snake game. Starting up and failing over and over. And he's afraid to touch anything. We get a chance to look at the rest of the room. There are bits and pieces of various land implements. Uh, a hoe. Half a backhoe. Um, a, a wheelbarrow with a whole selection of wheels. Uh, a rake, um, a half offboard motor, uh, a few fishing rods, a whole collection of fishing lures and fishing hooks hanging out of boxes left and right. The most importantly is an intact working generator. Mm -hmm. Yes. This is In important. a glass box. <laughs> also entirely devoid of water. Empty. Smoking up fumes into a bubbling device above it, sending little bubbles of exhaust rising up to the surface. <clears throat> the crab friend, who is small enough to stand on the table in front of Zacoby. I'll take the crab. You did yes. Zacoby last time. Okay, sure. Um, Clears their throat. <laughs> Shh, says Zacoby. Do you remember Zacoby's voice? I think something's about to happen any second now. Something like that. I know, but I've been holding this for 10 minutes. <laughs> I know, but something might happen any second now. It's been going like this for a while. Can't go like this forever, right? Couldn't I just put it down, please? And as the crab friend says this, they finally become so exhausted they just automatically put it down. They just let go. Let go. It floats. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Zacoby says, jumping up and spilling his uh, breakfast into the water. It floats as well. <laughs> Sending his sport careening off yeah. into a pinboard collection of uh, champagne corks from various bachelorette parties. <laughs> <laughs> there are empty, like, like um, 
grenade casings from from gender reveal parties. <laughs> just huge amounts of just plastic waste mm-hmm. collected. He actually underneath the sink in his office, he has a collection of plastic bags that he has stuffed from everybody tossing plastic bags. But where <laughs> normal people would do plastic bags after going grocery shopping underneath their sink. <laughs> He's closer to imitating our culture than he, than he could ever know. And as he is, grabs up the spork and, and make, tries to make sure that nothing happens to his artifact, the Nokia artifact, and stabilizes it in the water before him to keep watching the snake moving. Okay, nothing has changed. It's still moving the same way. It's all good. He gets another start as the door flies open and Bob, the blobfish, slobfish, pobbity bob ba bobfish walks in. The crab, like a split second, yeah. vanishes into the side of the wall. Scuttles away. Scuttles away, slips backwards. So that now Softy only has to do one voice. <laughs> <laughs> and Zachary looks up in only minor horror and fear. Oh, Mr. the Bobfish Blobfish, Zachary, I was... Silence. Yes. I didn't come here to listen to your blather. I'm silent. You're I'm silent, not, yeah. not salad. Sa- silent, sorry. And he looks with pain at his spilled salad. Where the salad like floats up and hits him in the face and bounces off. Right, not salad. Boop. <laughs> <laughs> the device. The device, your report. Yes, I have found incredible news. So, I am 99% sur- certain, sir, and I know you won't like to hear this, but that there is... If I don't like to hear it, I don't want to hear it. I want to know what the report. I asked you for three things. Do you remember what they were? Yes, sir. Um, so give me the details on what I asked for. Well, number one, can we use it for anything useful? Um, and by your definition of useful, I would say no. But if you would let me describe the thing you don't want to hear, then I think it would be very useful, actually. But you would have to be okay with hearing that first. So that's the answer to number one. Yes, but no, but yes, yeah, but no. Is it Herman or Bob that has two watches? It's Herman. It's Herman. Okay, never mind. But one of the octopi wrapped its tendril around his right arm so you can have make the octopus have stolen that walk. <laughs> uh, Bob snaps his fingers and one of the octopi rolls his head off of the wall. Um, he's, been in, he's been in Zachary's office the entire time. And Zachary make, looks at it. Make like, Zachary flinch. Should have known that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Bob looks at it and goes, what time is it? And the octopus rolls up a tendril, like looking at its wrist and is wearing one of Herman the Merman's watches that it must have slipped off of his wrist yesterday. And shows him the watch. Bob nods and looks back at Zachary. You have five minutes. Give me a rundown. Right. Thank you so much, sir. So I think that there is, unfortunately, already a culture living on land. Uh... This is based on, well, this, really. And he takes the Nokia and shows it to Bob. Hold up. A living culture? Yes, All evidence that we have suggests that they've been extinct for millennia. Else they would not discard these valuable possessions. You're telling me they are still alive? Yes, and I think they're so wealthy, they're even able to discard something as wondrous as this. Look, it's it's entertainment, I believe. They like to see the little creature be born and die and be born and die over and over again. They must get some sort of sadistic pleasure from it. Reminds me of my mother. Yes, continue. So... Where's the bad news? The bad news is, based on this as their entertainment, and all this, and he points at all the waste that he's collected over the years, they must be so wealthy and so powered, powerful and... So m- m- malevolent. I think that, yes, we can use this item for something. We could use it to contact the land people. But I don't think it would be a good idea, sir. And so question number one was, can we use it for anything? Yes. Question number two was, can we, is the thing we can use it for useful? No. The answer is no. And question number three, I believe, was, um, can we sell it? At a high price, and I suppose so. But I would recommend disabling any communication functions that it might have. Bob the Bob the Bobfish the Blobfish steps heavily, even through the water, through Zachary's office, and puts a large globule hand around the Nokia and says, I've heard enough. 
I'll be the one to decide who is the more malevolent, malevolent, malignant, maligma <laughs> of the creatures on this planet. Of course you will, sir. Of course you will. Continue your research. Yes. I want the report on the um, bachelorette parties by the end of the week. Of course, sir. I want to know what is between the window and the wall. <laughs> and Bob, the Bob, the Bobfish, the Blobfish, <laughs> makes his way out of the room to peruse the Nokia device at his own pleasure in his office. Zachary sighs, collects the bit of salad that he can, and his crab friend reemerges from behind his desk, peeking at it. Oh, boy, Krabby. If this man ever finds a way to access land, pardon my language here, but we're all gonna be whale blubber. <laughs> uh, let's go to the ad break. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Um, it has been not very long since we last spoke to you. Yeah. Uh, even it, it's sort of a weird time because we haven't released the first episode yet, and yet we have already recorded the ad break for the first episode. So we're speaking to you again without actually hearing from you, um, which we schedules do. all over the place. Yeah. We, I mean, <laughs> we recorded these episodes. I mean, we think we can give a peek behind the curtain here, right? We recorded these episodes yeah. in the summer, late summer of 2021. But, you know... It's- yeah, this was mid-COVID. Uh, we both <laughs> were very, very careful, but uh, met in person. You say mid-COVID, but, like, if we, re- if we take another two years to release this episode, it's going to have been, like, in the first throes of COVID. You know... I once you pass the first month of COVID, everything afterwards is mid COVID. Oh, I guess, I guess, sure. Yeah, sure. So we're uh, still mid COVID now. Please uh, wash your hands, wear your mask, get your, get your vaccines. We're still mid COVID. And if you're listening to this from 2100 um, or later in human history, then we might still be mid COVID. Um, why are we being so cynical? Basically, wash your hands or you're the reason we're still in mid COVID. Yes, wash your butts too. Why? Wh- what? What's... This is an ad break. This is where we yeah. have ads. This is where we get paid the big bucks um, by ourselves. I ourselves. think was the arrangement. Yeah, uh, in love and affection. Boy, I, I'm gonna take this time because we're not gonna put out any more episodes very soon after after these three. Um, maybe yeah. maybe more. Uh, maybe a couple to finish the story but off. We yeah. should shout out the other things that uh, that we've got going on. Sam was sure, doing something. Yeah. Sam. Hey, everybody. These are the reasons, very good reasons, I might add, why there aren't any regular story jazz episodes right now. <laughs> Number one, um, I've been working on writing screenplays and making that a career. So that's fun, but not so much something that y'all can partake in until these things are released in theaters, which I will definitely let you know on my social media and stuff. You can find me anywhere at Sam Geist. That's Geist with a G-H. You know, like the poltergeist, but with a G-H. <clears throat> so yeah, if you've made it this far into the podcast and you haven't uh, followed me yet, I respect your willpower, but I get everyone in the end. Other than that, things that are more... <laughs> Softy laughs so hard at my attempt of, at confidence there. Um uh the the more acutely fun things that i've done recently is um i've begun streaming a bit i'm planning and you know how it is with with this sort of thing but i'm planning to stream nanorimo um and you can follow along and and watch me write a terrible first manuscript for a novel that should be a lot of fun it's going to be a fantasy story that i think a lot of you will enjoy deeply we actually i don't i don't know this is it is it going to be in english oh yeah absolutely you know this novel you know this story. Oh, this novel? Yes, you know, you know which story it is and everything. I I d- definitely do not. Wow. <laughs> the the mystery thickens so much. I'm looking forward to finding out. So Softy will certainly be hanging out in chat. And you can hang out with us if you want. Uh, and the other thing is for my German friends, German listeners, um, 
Ey, Im Grunde, also ich wechsle jetzt mal kurz auf Deutsch für euch alle, damit ihr euch cool fühlen könnt und damit Softy hier ausgeschlossen mhm. wird. Ja, genau, genau. Ähm, Softy ist wirklich einer meiner besten Freunde und ein unglaublich toller Mensch auf allen Ebenen. Uh, hey, I just unglaublich toller Mensch. Yeah, I just, I just really, really insulted you in front of everybody. So, well, uh, tricks on you. I like it. Oh, I, I trick jokes on you because I knew that and I was just trying to make you feel good. Oh, so uh, what am I talking about? Keep, uh, keep on rolling is a <laughs> D and uh, actual play show on Twitch that I was uh, honored to be a guest on. You can find that it's in German, but uh, it's a lot. It was a lot of fun and it was sort of my first exposure to live ish role playing. Um, outside of story jazz, I played a lovely uh, warlock who turns into mud a lot. That was a homebrew situation that was very chaotic and a lot of fun. And you can watch that. And a lot of fun. And a lot. There is a clock tower outside that is chiming out its allegiance to the Christian God, and my demon of a dog is very unpleased to hear these chimings. Zola, I'm going to cut your snoot off. Uh-oh. Wow, that shut her up. Snoot so, cuttery. It was a lot of fun. Uh, you can find that on YouTube. The VOD is up under Keep On Rolling, Schatten über Egos. That's the name of the campaign, Schatten über Egos. So that's a plug that is going to be very difficult for a lot of you to follow, but it's so worth it. It was the most fun I've ever had outside of Storage. Dog, shut your mouth or you will no longer have it soon. This is actually a great segue because as we're weaning ourselves off Story Jazz and um, putting the last few episodes out, which I'll remind all our listeners, they will remain up forever. You can always find them. They'll be there for you and your friends and family and pets and furniture. Um But we're thinking about what the sort of the next project we may embark on might be. And we've considered actual play, D&D, improv, something yes. mixing all of these things, things that both Sam and I adore. Yeah, so 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 we we have uh, the, the first makings of a possible improv-oriented uh, role-playing system sort of that we're batting back and forth. Um, and perhaps, mayhaps, a second podcast might arise from that in the future. We can't make any promises as of yet. It's a very busy time for us, but we've loved this project so much. And, um, you know, all of you who have listened this far into a almost 10-minute ad break of the second chapter of this last <laughs> weird arc. I can't believe we joked about having a 10-minute ad break, and now here we are. Here we are. Um, maybe you would enjoy something like that as well. So... Here's hoping for the future. Let us know if you would be down. Let us know if you want to collaborate on it. Like a lot of uh, you guys who listen, we know that you guys are improvisers, storytellers as well. So, you know, shoot us a message. Yeah. Um, until then. And don't lose hope. Don't lose hope. Wait, you don't, you don't want to, you, you don't, you don't want to. Pitch uh, anything? Uh, plug anything? Um, the things that I've been working on have been a kind of uh, very large projects that I work on by myself. I'm writing a second book. Um, It takes a long time to write a book. I don't know if anybody has tried. Um, yeah. I know Sam has tried. Yes. It takes a long time to write a book. And, and so I'm working on my second book. And it's just nobody will know about it until it's done largely. So it's not a lot to plug. But, you know, you know, if you ever see me in Barnes and Noble. You have that first book up. I do. The, the first book is on my website, softyrights.com. You and Barnes and Noble desperately trying to, like sneaking in, trying to put your shitty self-printed paperbacks hey. on the shelves. Hey. They spray you with the water. <laughs> Get out of here. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I'm sure that'll come to something at some point. But Flowers for Man, Softy's first book, lovely book, heartfelt and like interesting from a genre perspective, like a really original take on a, a very specific um, type of story is up on Wattpad and can be read there. It's also on my website, softywrites.com. Uh, it's, it's paranormal romance, y'all. It's, it's queer teen romance. It's, it's all that juicy stuff that you love. Um, uh, but that's, that's it, you know. Um, I'm moving. Yeah. I'm, I'm volunteering at a ballet company. I'm doing other weird stuff. But, you know. I'm having fun. <laughs> They were like, we need your body, but we can't pay. And you were like, I've heard that before. <laughs>
Um, I feel like I'm getting we, outed here. <laughs> we, we have social media, so you can follow us there. Uh, Softy Writes on Twitter and Sam Geist on Twitter. And we've been sort of wrapping it up a little bit, really honing in on those projects. And yeah, um, I'm sure there will be lots of great stuff in the future. Well, uh, until then, uh, we, we recorded this on Indigenous Peoples Day in the United States. So go read some writing by an Indigenous person, watch something made by an Indigenous person, uh, figure out what, what tribes and nations are in your area. And other than that, we love you. We love you. Where do you want to pick up from where we left off? So I think in the morning, Squishy wakes up and Herman is already out on work. This is not uncommon. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's Saturday, but he's always got some sort of thing to do. He's very engaged in the community. He's a single dad taking care of a stay-at-home, sickly child, squishy child. And so he he's always working, always trying to make ends meet. And he's uh, a uh, valued and important member of the community, both because of his status as a chief treasure hunter as part of Blobfish Inc., and also because of his um, proclivity for donating his time to yeah, local totally. nonprofits and food banks. He's not great at saying no. But he also gets a lot of sense of purpose out of the work. Something he someday hopes to instill in his daughter. But for now, she seems happy to stay at home and build sandcastles. But today, she finds a note by the, en- the exit of the shell. A note from her father, written in an ink that stays cohesive underwater, but in air, it smears. <laughs> okay. It's runny. And so she can't read whatsoever, so we're going to ignore it. No, she, she, okay. she's able to somewhat okay. um, decipher his handwriting there. She's, she has a lot of practice deciphering his runny hand water at handwriting. handwriting. And it says, My dearest Squishy. <laughs> It's like a letter. <laughs> Once upon uh, midnight dreary when I found you. I mean, I had you when your mother and I... No. It says, out on a job, short notice, but worth it. Dad. P.S. Eat your veggies. The food's in the cupboard. P.P.S. Why don't you take some time today, slip on the suit, and just walk around the block once. It'll be good for you. P-P-P-S. That means take out the trash. <laughs> P-P-P-P-S. I know you told me not to write so many P-P-P-P-S's and instead just write a proper letter to you, but I started this and now here's where we are, so this is what you get, and that's when he reaches the end of the note. And so on the table is written, <laughs> P-P-P-P-P-P-S. I love you. And then under the that, <laughs> P-P-P-P... P-P-P-S. I realize I skipped one of the P-P-P-P-P's. I think it was the fifth. So just ignore that. Squishy shakes her head and lifts the letter off of the table where it's smudged and looks at all of the other P-P-P-P-P-S's <laughs> of the previous letters he's written and run out of space on, all <laughs> scattered over the table. And sighs. She looks at yesterday's sandcastle and thinks, oh, I wanted to add another turret there. Didn't she destroy it? No, she started um, building another one in the evening after they left. Oh, okay. I yeah, thought she destroyed it when she saw Apper and Quendo's face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So after they left, after dinner, I'm, I'm right. saying that she probably started on another one. Cool. But yeah, so she's got this project going. And she's sort of like, yeah, I could build another one of those. Or she thinks, I could step outside. And she looks at the old barnacle-encrusted um, diving suit. Kelp mesh diving suit. I don't remember what we agreed on there. I think it's effectively an overturned fishbowl that she fills with air and right, she goes right, underwater. Right. She mulls this over during breakfast as she eats some of the leftover fried sea cucumber, gazing between the sandcastle and the smelly underwater suit and can't really make up her mind until a knock comes at the edge. Of the clamshell. And suddenly, Apper bursts up through the water and lands on his feet and um, looks at Squishy with a frightened look on his face and says, 
Bishy looks around, looks around for the bong, grabs it where it sits next to the sink and hands it to Apper. And Apper speaks into it, just as Quendo is emerging from the water as well, a little more politely. <clears throat> we're in trouble. Can you hide us? Hide us. Hide us now. And then Quendo says, yeah, we're in, we're in really big trouble. I'm sorry. Can you just, can, can you hide us somewhere, please? And um, Squishy says, look, looks around back and forth, points at the tub. Um, uh, it needs to be a wet place, right? Abra doesn't need to be told twice, tosses the bong back to her and dies in the tub. And Quendo sort of nods and smiles and, and takes the bong real quick. <laughs> takes the bong real quick and goes, thanks, sorry. Also, hi, Squishy. It's nice to, okay, bye. And then tosses the bong to Squishy who fails to catch it and it smashes against the <laughs> floor again. <laughs> and they both slip into the tub just as a knock comes on the edge of the clamshell again. Squishy swallows and waits. You know, maybe they'll just go away. Or maybe they won't. Yeah, maybe they probably won't. This um, is the FBI, the fish barnacle investigators. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Squishy says back. We need a, we're, we're, we, we, um, I shouldn't be stuttering. I'm an official investigator. <laughs> official, yeah. <laughs> We're having a serious series of uh, oh, barnacle thefts happening in the area, and we spotted two um, witnesses coming through here, and we'd like to question them in an official capacity. This all sounds a little fishy to Squishy. <laughs> but she says, Um, my dad's not here, so I don't know if I can let you in. Ma'am, can you tell us if you've seen any uh, ne'er-do-wells approach your... Uh, abode in the last uh, 10 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> she looks over at Apra and Quendo who shake their heads at her violently. No. She says. Mm. Um. So have a nice day. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back with a warrant. FBI out. <laughs> <laughs> That's Fish Bureau Investigation. And fish, fish barnacle investigation. Right, right. And Squishy thinks she hears some cool music as they swim away past the house. Like, then a quit a Gerald world duty, and then the radio turns off. <laughs> Apra and Quendo emerge from the tub. <sighs> they can't do that in the air because they have gills and they don't breathe. <laughs> they don't breathe air, holding their breaths. And they, and um, actually. Quendo stays in the tub, whereas Apper sits on the side and grabs the grabs the many times broken bong and bubbles through it. Whoa, he really he really did us a solid there, uh, Squishy. Um, thanks. And Apper sort of throws a gang sign. <laughs> Squishy thinks this is weird, but maybe it's like the cool kid culture that she's missing no, out no, on, you, so you, she like. Imitates the gang sign, but the gang sign is based on like having three opposable thumbs and one <laughs> finger, so it's pretty mangled when she does it. No, no, it's just um, you know we're meeting new kids in town, and uh, you know there's a gang and there's an initiation, and we uh, you know we had to you know do the whole thing, so we we did it. Um, but thanks for giving us a place to lay low, you know. And Apper App throws another gang sign, and Squishy imitates it again and gets it a little better this time. And right then, Quendo raises a couple, uh, raises a fist out of the water and holds up a couple barnacles that they stole. Squishy nods in appreciation. That's cool. Um, what are barnacles good for? Like in our society? Like, can you guys world build a little bit? <laughs> <laughs> oh, they were stolen, but they're living creatures? So they were kidnapped. Yeah. Um, so the barnacles answer this question. <laughs> yeah. Hey! Hey! We're living creatures. We're, we're, we're from we're from New Fishton, the underbelly. We're we're part of the sewage system. Yeah, we weren't stolen. We were kidnapped. We have important jobs to do in our society, and we should be returned as soon as possible. Have you heard what a fatberg is? Do you know what that is? Do you know what a fatberg is? What the fuck is a fatberg? I don't know, man. I've heard other people. In yeah, the I sewers. thought that was what. The, okay, they they clog up the sewers, I think, and, and right. part of yeah. our job is to remove them. But I've never seen one. Yeah, me neither. But that's what people say when yeah, they get. Yeah, that's our job. That's uh, what we do. Yeah, when they get don't, attacked, don't disrespect in us. We. Take care of the fat birds. Yeah, we do. And Squishy looks back and forth between the two barnacles. Totally amazed that they can speak without the bong. 
<laughs> Actually, did you know that we have the largest penis to body size ratio of any animal? Yeah, in the we have the largest penis to body size ratio of any animal in the world. It's true. It's true. Our penises are so long. We don't actually move to have sex. We just send our penises across. <laughs> this is 100% accurate, by the way. <laughs> Oh my god, marine biology. Um, but all the 10-year-olds involved have no idea what they're talking about. <laughs> so again, um, why was the thing to kidnap a couple of barnacles? Why was that a challenge? This time, Quendo takes the bong and says, Yeah, um, I, I don't really know, but um, Apper said that we should try to like get in with the hip kids, and all the hip kids are, are uh, systemically abusing barnacles, so we thought we would like join in. It's so dark. <laughs> They're not systemically abusing us. Is one you're systemically bar. abusing the fact that you're bigger than us. Yeah, it's not really abuse. I mean, you can go too far with it, but you know, you, they use us to get high. Mind smoking our dicks. <laughs> Mind smoking our dicks. I don't even have to come over there, man. I can send it from here. And I'm not gonna play, man. It feels real good, but <laughs> it's it's a win-win really for everybody. But we still have to do our jobs, and we don't do our jobs. We're not gonna get paid. Wow, I um, it seems like I'm missing out, but I, yeah, I'll, I'll pass on the dick. Well, you're lost. Well, yeah, you're lost. <laughs> you're lost. You're lost. Smoking pipes, the biggest thing around here. No, nobody, <laughs> nobody wants to smoke our pipes. We'll smoke each other's pipes. <laughs> All right, and the two barnacles go to town on each other, and Quendo pulls, puts them back into water. <laughs> Quendo so, like nervously like tosses just them, tosses them across the room, <laughs> and bloosh, bloosh, and they splish splish back into the water. <laughs> They're just gone. So, um, and, uh, Squishy <laughs> musters all her courage and says, so do you two want to hang out or whatever? Oh yeah. oh yeah, I guess it's a uh, Saturday. And then Apper takes back the, the bong from the Quendo. Yeah, I don't know. We're, we're trying to join the gang. And if we don't get into the gang now, we might not get in later. Um, maybe you want to help us like get into the gang. Um, yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. She thinks of her dad and she thinks of. How often he's asked her and to, to, to get out her there to join gangs. Begged her. And now, you know, he's taking that management job and he's sacrificing so much to have more time to spend with her. And she wants the to. The least thing she can do is abandon her home and her family to go join a gang. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just have to uh, slip something on. And she walks over to the diving suit in the corner. And Apper, still holding the bong, says, Okay, yeah, great. Um, we got a list of other uh, horrific initiation rituals we have to complete before the end of the day. Otherwise, you don't get to join. Um, but if you complete them too, I, I don't see why they wouldn't let you join. I mean, the, the gang members seem pretty cool, except for the whole um, dick smoking. <laughs> Quinn was like, I don't know. The dick smoking sounded cool. Um, anyway, should we leave <laughs> you? These kids are 10. <laughs> oh, fuck, I forgot. Yeah, are we felons now? I don't know. Does this... Is this piece of media still, like, legal? I don't know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Quendo um, gets up and, like, walks to the watery entrance of the shell while um, Squishy is already starting to slip on her diving suit. It's like, should we leave you to do, or can we help you put that on? Or No, 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 I got, I got it, I got it. I'm just going to, let me just tie this on and... Uh... <laughs> Get these boots on. Quendo looks at Apper, but Apper doesn't seem awkward. Nobody's being Apper's awkward actually, about this. Apper's actually picking through the leftover fried uh, sea cucumber from the night before and <laughs> popping a couple in his mouth. And so, and then Apper dives into the water. Quendo dives after him. And Squishy takes one nervous step at a time after them. Orange coral doused on both sides with large, stringy, pale sea anemones over a field of kelp dot the horizon as a solitary merman makes his way across the plain, the plain of kelp. At least he appears to be solitary because slithering along with him underneath the kelp camouflage is a Snephibian woman. That the other storyteller definitely did not forget. They swim along next to each other. Well, you know, if you're living in water, then swimming over and under one another is probably just as common as swimming next to one another. But for the sake of our listeners, they're swimming one next to the other. Sure. <laughs> but just in a different axis. 
just over this plain, says Raylene, and we should arrive at the chasm. Just so I'm clear, the, the, the chasm, not, not a, not a chasm. Did I say chasm? I meant chasm. Herman nods. Yes, of course, yes. Um, are you sure you, you want to come? I know we've been walking for approximately six hours, but are you sure? Swimming. Swimming, sorry. That's why I, I have feet. I know, it's weird. You don't really need them. <laughs> it's almost like you're related to some sort of land-walking species yourself. Maybe you could profit from this as well. The land species have been extinct for millennia. Everybody knows that. Tell that to your daughter, Herman the Merman. My daughter is, well, none of you are concerned, first of all, but second of all, she's just as capable of living underwater as any normal person, fish. Raylene doesn't answer this, but returns to the previous subject. Just over this plain and over another ridge beyond it, the coral ridge. She she says, shrugging as if just inventing the name of the place right then and there. Just over the coral ridge. We come to the ancient chasm, and there we will find the transmogrifier. So, so wait, uh, if you know where it is, why do you need me? Well, we know the approximate place, the we? chasm. Well, common knowledge, uh, oral history, the past. Right, I, I, I knew this. Well, yes. if, if, since we know where it is, nobody's ever found it. That's what I actually meant. Everybody knows where it is, but nobody's ever found it. What do you makes you think we'll find it now? I have. A special map. <laughs> or something like it, anyway. I'll show you when we get there. Okay, this better not be one of those things where you say, the map is called D's, and I say, what is D's? And you say, D's nuts. And you Damn show me your nuts. <laughs> I didn't think you would look through my plans so easily. All right, let's just, if we can find it and do right by your family, that's great, and you won't, Mess with the whale blubber of my family, we fine. I just replaced whale blubber with fucking. The fucking of my family? Well, <laughs> not exactly. Don't mess with the fucking of my. Um, with the, we'll get the whale blubber in object and we'll just, just take care of it so we can go our separate ways so that you can just leave me alone. Yes, of course. But I expect that you will be professional enough not to curse loudly at me when we go down into the cavern. There are certain creatures that we wouldn't want to disturb, after all. And she speeds up her slithering. And Herman follows. We cut to the chasm. The the chasm, (laughs) which we might as well have called the abyss. It's a perfectly circular hole. Yeah, it's not a chasm, then it's an abyss, right? Well, that's that's what you said. Yeah, (laughs) they arrive there and and, um, Raylene says... Oh yeah, it's not the ancient chasm. It's the it's the ancient abyss. Sorry for the confusion. Son of abyss. <laughs> yes, that's what I said, abyss. But ancient abyss. I don't know of any sun. What? You just never mind, says Herman. And they look at the perfectly circular hole in the bottom of the ocean. And they stare down it. Nietzsche would have been proud. They look deep, deep into the abyss. The abyss that everybody in town knows of, but none dare explore. For the abyss contains nothing at all. It's almost not so much a question of daring to explore it as it is a question of there's probably not anything worth finding. (laughs) And explorations have taken months, years, decades into the abyss and returned, unscarred and unharmed, having discovered nothing more than more abyss below. So Herman looks down and sighs. Are you, are you sure this is where we're supposed to be? This is, this is nothing, this, this is just, yes, just a hole. Yes, it's the right place, says Raylene, and swims out into the center of the abyss and starts letting herself drift down. There's a slight pull to it. It seems to drag them in ever so slightly, like an invisible... Current. 
current, like an invisible whirlpool. Very, very gentle, but it pulls you down into the abyss. It's not enough to to be hard to fight. Yeah. Any child with half a fin, Nemo, <laughs> could find his way For out instance, of the abyss. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's enough to make you feel just ever so uncomfortable. And Herman drifts in behind Raylene, and they start drifting into the darkness as Raylene brings out an object, the so-called map she was speaking about. It's a tiny, minuscule anglerfish that she carried around <laughs> it's a little, in her pocket. Is it a live anglerfish? <laughs> yes. Or a... <laughs> I was going to say it's a plastic anglerfish, like a like a... Like a, one of the ancient things, you know. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Because if it's a living anglerfish, I want it to be a character. Yeah, yeah. But then it's going to be like the barnacles <laughs> in character, I feel like. The barnacles, I hope we no, never it's, see it's again. A, it's a, living, it's a li- living anglerfish. And the anglerfish looks up at her and says, Oi, mate. Is it time already? <laughs> Wait, can I, do a, can I do an Australian accent? Um, I don't know if I'm able to. Um, an offensive stereotype. Oh, I'm an offensive stereotype. Right, mate. Right, mate. What time is it? Time already for the big expedition. And Herman looks down at the anglerfish, looks up at Raylene, and says, Boy, this is going to be a long trip. What's that supposed to mean? Fish boy? Not that I'm any less of a fish boy, but. You're more of a boy, at least. You're more of a boy, at least. <laughs> And Raylene smiles and says, Trust me, this will be one for the story books. And as they slowly descend in circular motions down into this endless whirlpool, they slowly feel the pressure of the water get ever so slightly heavier. The light of the anglerfish glowing more and more bright orange and illuminating the, well, Illuminating flecks that are swimming around them, but not reaching the walls of the abyss that is so vast. From our perspective, they sink into total darkness. But it seems that the anglerfish's light hasn't gone unnoticed. For something opens a stony eye and unfurls itself from the wall of the abyss. And follows them into the darkness below. Can you do a SpongeBob voice, just out of curiosity? Never tried, let me see. Um, What's that? Hey, Patrick. Patrick, what are you doing? That's pretty good, that's pretty good. I can do the German one, which is like, Patrick, Patrick, Gary. And I know a lot about head injury. <laughs> SpongeBob! 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 <laughs>